Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Doug. Hey, Doug Benson. Oh, was I supposed to say Mallard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just wrote down, hey, Doug, and then I, I guess that you would say, hello, Doug. Um, <laughs> but, dude, our guest today is a longtime friend of me and all of my podcasts, the Garfunkel half of Garfunkel and Oats, the period Ooh. half of another period. <laughs> uh, you've seen her in Knives Out and yeah. Wolf of Mahalo. It's Ricky Lindholm. Woohoo! I'm freaking out. I just yeah, watched Knives Out great. again recently. It's so fantastic. She's great in everything. I'm very Oh, excited. good. Is that in your five and five? Do you ask her something about Knives Out? Uh, I don't know. You don't know. You should know. <laughs> well, stay tuned. Um, I think I kind of, I kind of, I kind of take a glancing reference to Knives Out in my questions. I don't get, I don't come right at her with a Knives Out question. So I hope you do because that is a great, great topic that our listeners will probably want to hear about. Let's go to work. Yeah, Doug's. <laughs> it's Thursday, March 18th. Doug Mallard and Doug Benson here, along with the guests. We we already we pre-introduced you, Ricky, so we don't have to go through all your uh, credits and stuff. Now we can just say hello, Ricky Lindholm. Hi, Doug's. Ooh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello, one Ricky. Hi. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm coming to you again from my closet. <laughs> I love that you've been, uh, you know, participating in my podcasts from that uh, that space. Could you smoke weed in that closet? I, there's no ventilation, so I would get really stoned really quickly, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe it, could, it, could, it could happen. Maybe do like a vape pen or something. Yeah, yeah. Or you could or you could also just, what we've been doing on Getting Done With High lately is... Uh, uh, to, you know, letting people go, you know, we give, let them, um, you know, uh, we trust that they're going to be high and they get <laughs> high beforehand because mm. sometimes they record like in their, you know, their kid's bedroom or something. Right. 
and they don't want to <laughs> so smoke on camera. So I haven't smoked weed in a long time, actually. Is that something that you like, you're saving for a special occasion or you think you're uh, off of it? I don't know. I just have it. It's not even, it wasn't a conscious decision. I just like haven't wanted it. And it's been like over a year. Wow. Oh, that is really, you're going to get really high when you do it again. I know. <laughs> I feel like it was making me like a little less productive and I wanted to be productive in the quarantine. And it's so hard to be that I couldn't have anything that worked against right. that actively. Well, yeah, go. I'm just naturally lazy even if I don't get high. So I might. <laughs> so it doesn't matter either way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to like, you know, I'm going to still make the appointments that I, that I have to make. Like that's, what's been great for me with podcasting is that I, I have to be there, but I can also be high if I want to be. That's so, so good. It's so nice to have somewhere you have to be. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing I really like in the, um, pandemic well there's a few things but that's one that i really uh that's really important is to even if it's just fabricated you know even if it's something as silly as your favorite tv show or something having a schedule is really uh it's helpful in these times yeah it makes you a little more sane like for me it'll be it's so easy to procrastinate when you write though because they'll be like this is due in two months and so you can just put it off and I yeah I do everything that last minute still even during the pandemic like I've got a podcast coming up where where there's homework you know like you have to come prepared with some things mm -hmm. and uh, I'm doing it tomorrow morning and I still haven't uh, you know gone over the material you know even do you have to watch a movie you know, or read a book or something for it no I just have to it's just kind of questions that are kind of uh, you know run a little deeper than typical ones so that's why you get them ahead of time. Nice. So you can really, you know, like, like questions where if you just sprung it on somebody, like we're going to do with you with a bunch of questions later in this show, uh, <laughs> that it just sort of leaves you thinking like you, you can't think of the right answer. You know what I mean? Like you can't come up with a good answer. So then it's kind of like a waste of everybody's time. Mm -hmm. So I like when they warn me ahead of time what the questions are going to be, but then I also blow it off until the last minute. <laughs> right. Wait, is and this... I are we not doing Doug Love movies? Is that a stupid question? <laughs> what podcast well, am I on? I truly don't wait, know. You did, you, we played the theme song for you and everything. Um, this is Wide World of Doug's. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, see, listen, I am, I, yeah. I clearly didn't read the email that carefully. I'm excited to be on, I love all of your podcasts. I'm excited to be on any one of them. Um, well, I, mean, I, I haven't been on this one before, have I? No, no, no you haven't. But as mistakes go, this one is very, you know, this is like easy one to recover because there's nothing, you know, you're not really, uh, the questions aren't going to be, aren't going to be that tough. But uh, yeah, don't be nervous time, because you didn't know. <laughs> no, when he's like, time, these questions, I was like, what questions? I'm, yeah, usually like, no. I'm usually just like not knowing any actors or movies. That's all I do. Oh, no, these are going to be questions Same. about you that you might know the answers to. Okay. And that's what we do on every show is Doug writes five questions and the other Doug, me, writes five questions. And then we uh, take turns asking the questions. We don't know what the other guy's going to ask. So we don't know if we'll. Oh, nice. So far, we had, so far. I don't think we've ever had the same question come up. So no, not once. Uh, but it's just a fun, different way to do. You know, basically the same podcast that everybody's doing. I love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one time, Jay Chandrasekhar, uh, he thought he was going to Douglas movies, and he ended up at getting Doug with high. And, uh, <laughs> it, it ended up kind of ruining his day because he really didn't. Oh, he was going no. to get high but that oh, was no. really funny to me because douglas movies was never 
you know, taped in the back of an office space in Culver City. No. Uh, like the weed show, like those <laughs> movies. So it was always in front of an audience. Right. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad, bad mistake. But it happens. I, I think one time Natasha, in fact, thought she was going to Doug Lowe's movies <laughs> in a car that we ordered, which I never ordered cars for people who Doug Lowe's movies. <laughs> and uh, when she found out, she's like, nah, and would tell the car to turn around and take her home. <laughs> <laughs> all right that sounds right he's just like yes the car is obviously arriving for me to podcast for no reason and yeah that's really funny yeah she's hilarious and um we got to get her on here and ask her about the name natasha because that's pretty pretty exotic that's has anyone thing. ever been more perfect for their name natasha is her the perfect name for her yeah, and also just the, 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 there's something about Legero is also just, it's all so good. It's, it's all so good. So, it all fits her persona. Do you and feel like a Doug? Well, that's what we talk about on this show all the time is the listeners know that we need, nobody who's a Doug, in my opinion, feels like a Doug. Mm. <laughs> uh, it feels like a name that's, uh, you know, just sort of randomly attached to people. Like whenever I see a Doug, like there's a Doug on, uh, Jeopardy, or or no, there was a Douglas today on um, Price is Right, mm-hmm. and uh, I just you know looked at him when that guy does not look like a Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a Ricky. My real name is Erica Joan, and I don't really feel like an Erica Joan. <laughs> well, especially the Joan part. Joan yeah. is uh, that's a little yeah, that makes it way more sad. formal for some reason. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. But Erica is is a nice name, but uh, you know, especially now that I know you as Ricky, it doesn't really fit you at all. Yeah, it's also like a little formal or something. Yeah. And it's like it's funny because is Ricky the go-to nickname for Erica's and I just never You know what? That. It's not, but last week I met my first Erica that goes by Ricky. This girl just walked oh. up to me. She's like, "You're Ricky Lindholm, right?" And she's like, "My name's Erica. I've gone by Ricky my whole life." And she had a similar story where for me it was I had an older I had a 2-year-old brother who couldn't say Erica and he just started calling me Ricky and it stuck. Whoa. And wow. she had basically this she had the same she had the same story. That's crazy. You know Nikki Glazer's real first name is E Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Inica, yeah. Inica. Oh yeah. Inica is yeah, Inica's a bad name. Inica. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's weird when someone's so name is like one letter off. Like in college I met a girl named Ethany and it just oh. felt like you just wanted it to be Bethany. Like, no, that's yeah. not right. Yeah. I'm like, no, you're saying your name wrong. <laughs> they're just getting more and more creative with like people are starting to act more like uh you know giving your child a unique name is gonna you know end up in a, a you know a unique individual which i think there's some some truth to that like how early at what age did you adopt ricky as what you wanted to be called i was called that since i was two weeks old so i never oh. i've never been called erica by anyone oh wow yeah Except, you know, at the, you know, the DMV or whatever. Yeah. But not so even, I didn't have, it wasn't a conscious decision. It was just my name. But not even uh, parents when they're mad at you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Erica Joan, clean your room or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah. It <laughs> feels all, if you're like all four and they're like, Erica Joan, you're like, oh, no, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I better pick up my toys. <laughs> That's how we are with Doug, Douglas. When they say Douglas, you know, that things are not. You're things scared. Are good. 
Doug- does anyone go by Douglas? I guess that guy at Price is Right. Yeah, just that guy. Yeah, yeah people, it's, that's the thing we, we've discussed on the show before is that Douglas is like, everyone just assumes that you're happy to go by Doug if you introduce yourself as Douglas. Right. So it's not worth the bother. You know, they're going to call you Doug anyway. It's like, yeah. I guess Mike and Mike, like if somebody says, I'm Michael, I think people are immediately comfortable with calling them Mike. Right. Uh, It'd be weird is, if someone hey. went by Lass. <laughs> yeah. Lass. Yeah, that's the thing. There's no <laughs> other part of the name to Liss. use. Liss. Someone the, Liss. Yeah. yeah, but there's all the fun variations of like, you know, Douglas and Dougals and, you know, Doogie. Dougie and Doogie. And it just goes on and on because people just, you know, can't. Is can't Doogie Hauser's name Douglas Hauser? Yep. That's, yeah, that's where it came from. Yes, but Doogie Horner, the comedian, is not. His name is not Douglas. He just he just got the nickname Doogie somehow. Which <laughs> <laughs> still makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Every time I talk to him, I have to ask him again because I still don't understand how that happens. His real Maybe name. He is... gave it to himself. Maybe he just. Yeah. yeah. Now, his real name is Erica, and his brother couldn't say it. Yeah. So <laughs> he just started saying Doogie. Called him Doogie. <laughs> I had a friend when we when I was in my twenties. He was an actor. I can't remember his real name was something like Mike or Doug, and he was like, "I'm now going to go by Axel." And it was really hard to as like his SAG name or whatever. It was really hard to make the switch. Yeah, that's yeah, Axel's a tough one if you're not you know if you're not looking at Axel Rose or Eddie Murphy. It's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the only Axels there should be in the world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just, just Eddie and Axel, yeah. At, at least it was for SAG, like it was for something. You know, like when there's people that give themselves a new name or a new nickname that always uh, doesn't fly with me. It's so strange. Yeah, like I wonder if Lady Gaga, like what her friends call her. Oh, right. Like when did she start that? When did she like, I don't know what her real name is, but or is it like Stephanie? Why do I know yeah, that? I think it's Stephanie, Stephanie. Gaga, goo 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 goo. Yes. Stephanie is not as much of, I mean, Lady Gaga is like a star. Stephanie is like her publicist. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's also nice to know that she's a Stephanie, you know, like it (laughs) takes a little bit of the, she doesn't have to be Lady Gaga all the time. But, um, yeah, I guess her last name, I guess it just Gaga just sort of spun off of that. Like maybe I'm probably making this up, but it feels like, like a niece or something you know says gaga instead of what her name you know like that's how they came up i think somewhere along the line somebody just said gaga to her and it stuck and she went that's my maybe it was her first word it's great that a show about names i'm like telling stories about people's names i like <laughs> you're, yeah, you're just making you're it up assigning origins mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah someone like madonna like she you know that's her only name she doesn't have a stephanie yeah but that's also like there's nobody that, like with a really regular, like there's no Doug clearly, except for the cartoon character who, um, you know, could dare try to be like famous without a, a last name. Yes. You can't just go by Doug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's that guy in the commercial with the emu called and Doug. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think he would ever, I don't think he would be popular without the emu. Yeah. Um, so you're Ricky your whole life. Whole Did life. you know other 
like, did you ever meet or interact with any other Rickies? You said you just met your first Erica Ricky, but with yeah, her. almost never. I went on a couple dates with someone named Ricky in college. That was oh, weird. Weird. It didn't last. Um, that's not why, but it was it was strange. Yeah, I've never had a friend named. I've met people named Ricky, but mostly men. Well, was this Ricky you dated? Was he willing to change it to Richard or something just for you know to make it easier? You know, he wasn't. He was not. <laughs> But you don't say someone's name that much when you're out with them. People only do that on TV. They're like, Sarah, I have to tell you. Like, you never say someone's name. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did you see that movie? Did you see Malcolm and Marie? No. Do they say it a lot? It's Zendaya and uh, uh, David Washington. And, um, you know, it's a quarantine movie. So it's just it just takes place like in one house uh, overnight, a couple arguing after he he uh, wins an award at an award show and forgets to uh, thank her. Oh, oops. <laughs> it's like the lightest version of Force Majeure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, she doesn't say anything about it for, you know what I mean? It's one right. of those things where she's just, he can't get out of her what she's mad about and she finally tells him and then he has to defend himself and then, you know, go through all the all the arguing stages of, you know, anger, denial, bargaining. Right, um, and she's like, Malcolm, anyway. Malcolm, listen to me. Listen, yeah. Malcolm, Malcolm. It's, He's like, they Marie. They say names so much. Because <laughs> what, especially what, at what, home. What bummed me out about it is somebody pointed it out as like a flaw in the screenplay, like why would people say each other's names that much? And uh, and then, so then I had it in my head going into it. I might not have noticed, because like I, it, oh. it does happen a lot in movies and TV, and I usually, uh, you know, usually let it go. Right, and it's like me sometimes like remind people of who the character, you know, oh hi Rachel. Like Yeah, no, yeah no, it's, sometimes it's exposition or whatever. But especially if it's just two people in their home. Why do you why do you need yeah. to say it over and over? Malcolm. Doug, are you a last five well both Doug's? Are you a last five years fan? See, I just did it. Do you see me seamlessly doing that? Mm-hmm. Um are you a last five years fan? Um The musical? I well, have not seen it. Oh, okay. Well, he, he, he says her name throughout the thing. It's like a breakup thing. And he says her name, Kathy, and he starts out saying it like Kathy. And then he's like, Kathy. And it turns into an insult. And I like, <laughs> I like that use of a name. It becomes, it goes from like a compliment, goes from poetry to pejorative within the course of the musical. But so that. Yeah. I, that musical is interesting to me because it just feels it it just seems like it's against the the woman in that relationship. Like she never had a chance. Yeah, I, I agree. But he's also, you know, he cheats on her. He doesn't, you know, spoiler alert. He doesn't come off that great either. No, that's what I mean. He comes off, he, he, he comes off like, um, you know, badly, but also like from jump, their relationship is all off kilter because he's, you know, he's clearly already on his way to being very successful. And she that is a weird message. He's like, yes, I was an asshole, but she should have been more special. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just to- weird to watch the movie version where, you know, it doesn't really get any more special than Anna Kendrick in terms of that kind of, yes. like she's too talented to be playing somebody who's just in summer stock and failing. Right. You know, she was nominated for a Tony when she was a teenager in, yes. in her real life. Yes, she doesn't have the essence of failure on her. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Certainly doesn't, yeah. yeah no, she's cocky to a fault. <laughs> um, I would be too. <laughs> she's like uh, pregnant women. 
Yeah, exactly. Super <laughs> smug. Okay, so um, Doug's, what's your, how's your, how you been with Doug's in your life? Have you known any, and what were they like? Oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I you no, you know what? I'm like, finally turning the tables on Doug Mellard. How I many thought, you I'm going to look in my phone and see if I know any Dougs. I think it's just you. You're the only Doug. There is someone in my phone named Michael Douglas, but it's a different Michael Douglas. Oh my God. And it's spelled D-O-U-G-L-A-S-S, -S, Michael Douglas. <laughs> so you're, you're my only Doug. Oh, all right. It's and like so, a Highlander. Yeah. <laughs> But you must have worked with a Doug somewhere along the line that you didn't necessarily exchange numbers with, but you were had a Doug. Sort of... I, I, I don't know. I can't think of anyone. I have an uncle Doug. That's well. There you go. I don't oh, know wow. why he's not in my phone, but <laughs> maybe you got to look under uncle and not Doug. Yeah, it says something about my priorities, but it's fine. Um, so uh, I just pictured your uncle at home, really sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, is he a podcast fan? This could be terrible. I clearly um, don't know that what's okay. going on with him. <laughs> okay, so that's what you have to tell us about Uncle Doug is you have no interest in anything. No, I don't know if he's a podcast fan. That's oh, I see. Do you know. see him like at holidays back in the day? Yeah. And was is he, is he a good uncle? Because I think, you know, I automatically think anyone named Uncle Doug, you know, is going to be like a real pushover the kids are going to get lots of free like piggyback rides and shit oh yeah he was the he's the best uncle yeah he's awesome yeah, he's like uncle he's Doug's a woodworker and he like makes tables uncle. for people he's he's very sweet <laughs> I, I definitely hit the aunt and uncle lottery oh that's good yeah. yeah it's weird though it just feels like uncles in general tend to be pretty cool because they can really they can really step out whenever anything heavy's going on yeah <laughs> they don't have to be there for any of the bad stuff they don't yeah be. that's really nice like, yeah I, I think that's my only doug though is that boring i think that's all i got i it's not boring it gives us more time to you know talk about uh, you mm -hmm. and ask you questions okay that's coming up after the break but before we go to the break and before we get to questions written specifically for you, the show's only an hour long and we have great guests with great answers. So sometimes we don't get to all of their questions on the, you know, on the previous show. So what we ask our next guest to do is to uh, eat some leftovers. We're going to ask you a few questions that we didn't get to with our last guest. Who right. was who was it, Doug? It was uh, Owen Edgerton. Owen well, technically Edgerton. it was Jerry O'Connell, but there was a well, mix up there. Well, yeah, Jerry O'Connell showed up too late for us to ask him any questions. <laughs> 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 so we could have just asked Ricky all of our Jerry O'Connell questions, but that would <laughs> that would take forever. I, I'd and, be honored. And I do want to <laughs> ask these Owen Edgerton questions because we have them. Owen is a filmmaker, an improviser, a, a uh, author of some books and he lives in Austin, Texas and he has red hair and he's very, he's <laughs> always busy on uh, St. Patrick's Day because he's a perfect leprechaun. Nice. Um, so if you want to get into character. So we're just going to, you know, you can, how you answer them is completely up to you. You can answer them as yourself or what you or think. Or as Owen know. Edgerton, who I do right. not know. <laughs> yeah, who you don't know at all. You could just speculate. You could get what him you into hot, hot water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could say uh, terrible things in the name of Owen Edgerton. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, this is not me saying it. This is Owen, for yeah. sure. Quote yeah, him. what do you got, Doug? Do you have one? Oh, yeah, I've got two leftovers. Yeah, I've got two as well. You go ahead and start. 
because you wrote, you were a co-writer on the film Free Birds, mm-hmm. starring the uh, Owen Wilson and many others. If you were stranded on an island with one of the Wilson brothers, which one would you choose? Oh, I mean, I think I'd go Owen. Yeah. He, he seems to have, he's got a, like a darkness. He's got a real like, you know, sardonic dark thing that I think might be really entertaining on an island. <laughs> you want uh, darkness yeah. on an island. I do. <laughs> Every time he's in a movie where he wears tropical shirts, he's a pretty uh, entertaining He's a good uh, beach bum. He does look like he belongs on an island. There's that yeah, too. True. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> what, but what's been your experience with the uh, the Wilson brothers? Have you worked with any of them? Uh, I I was on a show that Luke was on. So I was at a table read with him. I was on Enlightened, but I don't even think I met him. And I've not worked with him personally, but I was on a show that he was on. That's the closest I've come. He seemed, I, uh, he seemed lovely and he was a very good actor. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I uh, had uh, Owen Wilson sat at uh, the front table right in front of the stage at uh, Largo one time. Nice. On comedy night. And that was, uh, I was a huge fan. So that was qu- quite odd because, you know, that, was fr- that front table, you could just see the faces very clearly. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, you can like, tell if he oh, likes it or not. You can see them laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Just have Owen Wilson. Well, I mean, the table was packed with, you know, the other people were famous too, but he was, he was certainly the one I was most excited about. And then I ran into him at the line in the restroom because they had, you know, you always had to wait for the restroom there. Right. And I ran into him and he quoted back one of my jokes to me. Oh, I love it. And I was just like, this is the nicest guy in the world. He just goes, you know, just remembers something just to say, have something to say. Or (laughs) I think the latter, I think he really liked that one joke. Why would he care about impressing? Like, no, he just clearly liked your joke. I don't think he's like memorizing one joke from every comedian. I think that's what Tom Cruise would do. Well, that's true, but Owen's even more of a Hawaiian shirt guy. <laughs> Tom is more organized than anyone, though, it seems. Yeah, no, he's, he works too hard at everything. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he's got, like, flashcards. <laughs> How many comedians do you think you could quote a joke from? Oh, accurately, it's getting worse and worse. Yeah. Not even, not accu- not even 100% accurately, but, like... But when I used to host, show, you know, coming up as an MC in comedy clubs, you see some headliners uh, over and over and over again. You know, you see their act and they had a tendency to have like a closer. So like I, you know, I know so many of those, but they also tended to be like props or a magic trick or an audience <laughs> right. involvement. Like there's always something. A guitar and a ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a hypnotist. <laughs> I never, I never had to uh, open for. I mean, I did open for Garfunkel and Oates a few times, but I never had to. Mm-hmm. It was never in a club setting where you know. Right, and it wasn't like you were, I, you were doing it like for fun and a favor. It's not like you're an opening level. Yeah, no, you're I definitely just not our to, opener. Yeah, I you just wanted just like, to come, come hang out. You know, yeah. I mean, you might as well get on stage because you know you're there. Yeah, but, it was uh, really fun. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Um, that one place that we did, I uh, saw you in uh... the Avalon. Was that what it was? It was on in, on Vine, right? Oh yeah, that's where I went on before you. But then I just I just came and saw you do your show at um, uh, where was that? Uh, Tampa. Oh my gosh, that was one of the best shows we've ever had. <laughs> that was fun. 
That was a good show. Yeah, we've only played it once, and it was awesome. I was like, wow, yeah. we're... Yeah, I, whatever. I want to say the Straz Center. I think you're right. It was something yeah. like that. It was... Oh, yeah, because yeah, if, you're, so if you're in the area, you see ads for a lot of things going on at the Straz. Right, right. They're always talking about the Straz. That was a fun show. <laughs> okay, that, see, that was one question. That's how, you know, sometimes it takes a while to, uh, to answer other people's questions. Yeah, and um, it was Owen Picks Owen. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, your movie Bloodfest <laughs> uh, is set in an amusement park, the layout of which looks very similar to Disneyland. And I want to know if that was on purpose. You know, it was. I'm a really big Disney fan. And I, you know, I had to do the thing where it couldn't look too much like it, but that everyone knows that that's what I was, that's where I wanted to murder a group of people was Disneyland. Well, okay, because I think you should have shaped it like SeaWorld on porpoise. <laughs> <laughs> so he had a Bloodfest? That's a funny name. Yeah, he had a movie called Bloodfest, but then there was a movie called, um, what was the other one called? Murderfest or, no, Hellfest. Hellfest. <laughs> Some people came out with Hellfest like around the exact same time. It was at one of those, uh, you know, parallel development deals. Yes. And they were both about, and they both truly were about like a festival where the premise is come to this scary, you know, it's like a music festival, but scary mm-hmm. shit happens. Like Firefest. And then of course everything goes bad. Well, no, I, I think the food was good at this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was as much of an issue. The lodging was good. The food was good. Oh, good, good. It was just the being mur- murdered with an ax was the downside to it. Was the, the right, right. Yeah. But at least they ate well before they were murdered. Mm-hmm. All right, Doug, you're up. All right, Owen slash Ricky. Uh, you wrote the book that got a lot of attention from NPR, Hollow, which is about a man that becomes obsessed with the hollow earth uh, conspiracy theory. Uh, I would imagine you had to do a lot of research. So do you have any fun hollow earth facts for us that you can share? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I saved the weirdest what's question. The hollow, what's a hollow? The like, like there's nothing inside there? Like, it's just a shell? Oh, That's you've never heard of this? Yeah. I've never yeah, heard they, of the hollow earth theory. They think like, that, instead I, of flat earth, they think it's hollow? Yeah, they think oh. that there's, like, a whole, like, you know, species or another, like, race of humans or whatever inside. Like, like we don't have a core and lava and all that stuff. It's, like, a whole other world within our world. Ooh. Oh, underneath? Yeah. I mean, that's that's what little I know about it. I mean, I guess I didn't answer your question because I'd never heard of the hollow earth theory, <laughs> but um, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, so they, they don't, like, don't need air, these this other these creatures I, that live under the... That's a solid question, or maybe they have technology so they like can... They probably have their own air. They probably yeah. have, like, you know, underground air. Right. Indoor air. It's like you living in a closet. must have some sort of resource. I mean, maybe just the... Maybe just like trees give us air, uh, you know, uh, clean air. Maybe the roots of the trees give clean underground. Right. It just seems like there'd be no (laughs) ventilation there. No, it doesn't. Like living in a submarine. Yeah, like a coal mine. Yeah. It's like some people had to do a lot of digging to make it happen. Yeah, that sounds. (laughs) Yeah, I don't subscribe to that theory. And I just conditions that must be horrible in the. In the hollowed out earth. Yeah. 
And then you're always having people passing through because they think they can get to China that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every once in a while, Bugs Bunny passes through. Right. <laughs> well, we're uh, all learning. Well, this yeah, is- Owen sounds very prolific, though. Oh, he's always busy doing something. He's really, uh, uh, he, he keeps at it. And, uh, and he was a super fun guest. And um, I have one more question that I was going to ask him. And this okay. is the first time this has happened. It's a, it's a hollow question. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was curious too. Uh, so let's see what you can do with this one, Ricky. What is your book hollow about? You know, there are these people who believe uh, <laughs> something called hollow earth theory and they, yeah. And uh, it's about that. And then everyone goes to a festival and they get murdered. Whoa. Oh, because yeah. I was hoping that it was, um, I hope it, that hollow was like a gag book where you open it up and there's no pages inside. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, we did it. Those are all of uh, our questions for Owen. Okay. Um, I got to remember to tell him to listen, see, so he'll find know what you know what his answers were. <laughs> and um, thank you for doing that, Ricky. And we'll try to get to all your questions. Yeah. Uh, right after this break, we'll be right back. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We're back. We're here with Ricky Lindholm. Just a couple of dugs with a bunch of questions. It's time for five and five. Are you ready, Doug Mellard? I am ready. Go ahead and give Ricky Lindholm your first. What do you, what would you call this one? A hardball, softball, curveball? This, this this is as hard as it gets, which is never very hard. But oh, okay. Still, soft, it's hard a hard ball. softball. Yeah. All right. In Lego Batman, who wins between Poison Ivy and Bane? Oh, that's not fair. I mean, <laughs> I, I think Poison Ivy. I'm sitting right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think she could outwit him somehow. Yeah, he is kind of a big I, in that one movie in the Dark Knight Rises. They have him; he's kind of like a philosopher mm-hmm. and a sociologist or something. But uh, I think Bane overall, as a character, is just sort of more of a more muscle than uh, than brains. Yeah, uh, I think Poison Ivy could manipulate him easily. Yeah, I mean, who knows where he's at, you know, sexually. You know, he's got it, probably got to do something somewhere. <laughs> got to uh, do something somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, she could trick him, you know, mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, she could either seduce him or, you know, set him up with a gentleman. <laughs> right. Either way she wins. I, we don't know what he's it. into. They don't get into that at all with Bane. Do you think there's any hints of his 
whether he likes men or women, or do you think he's just too busy being Bane and being evil to? I, if I had to guess, I would guess that he was asexual. Yeah, I, yeah, I was gonna say right because like getting out of those overalls and that that big puffy <laughs> coat that can't be easy. Yeah, I think he might be. Yeah, and who wants to? You know, when you take making out out of the equation, you know that uh, you know sex is just that that just makes it you know less just impersonal. Intimate. Yeah, because he's not gonna take off the mask. No, to have sex. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's not his thing. Yeah, he's also so serious. It feels like it would be straying from his goals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Apologies <laughs> that you cannot see my O face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? Yes. Oh, here was a funny thing that happened. A few weeks ago, I was going to ask, um, who was the guest, Doug? It was Allison Rosen, I think. I was going to ask her if she's ever seen the TV show Pushing Daisies because I just recently started uh, binging it again because it's on uh, Hulu. And uh, then it just was a nice coincidence that your episode of Pushing Daisies popped up. That's one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. I've seen you, uh, you just recently uh, posted an Instagram picture of one of the crazy costumes that you wore uh, mm-hmm. uh, in that show. And then you're eating like a crazy uh, pie, right? Yeah, it was, my character was an overeater of pie and had an eating disorder. <laughs> she, was, she was a bulimic car salesman. Right, but that was like a, uh, you know, that was eating disorders in 2009, not eating disorders in 2021. Yes, it was like lightly hinted at. <laughs> yeah. um, that was one of the most fun jobs I've ever had. It's just the, the just the production design and camera work and just the, the show was just an absolute gem. If, if anyone's just listening incredible. hasn't seen it, it's especially great in quarantine times. Like because- I remember there's a thing where my character is in a, in a, like a leg cast and you see my feet and they paused production because they they were like, no, she needs to have, um, wouldn't it be cool if she had bright green toenail polish and they wanted it to match my outfit and they went and made bright green nail polish. Like it's it's that attention to detail that you can see in every shot. Yeah, and it's just such a, it's got, you know, it's about life and death, but it's also very, you know, it's just light, like in kind of a, you know, a dream or a fairy tale. It's whimsical. And, uh, but uh, this isn't even one of your questions. This is just sidebar. Oh. Uh, what, um, do you know what happened? I forget if Pushing Daisies ended on its own terms or if they were just rug pulled out from under them. The last episode is just a cliffhanger. I actually don't remember the exact thing, but I remember that the writer's strike really took it down because it was just starting to get momentum and then had to go off the year for or go off the, right. off the air for a year and a half or whatever. So yeah. I think it was more that. I think it was just the the, the timing of the writer's strike. It, it's hard to regain momentum if your show hasn't yet really hit the zeitgeist, you know? Yeah, but as I watch all of them again now, what you're saying makes me think that the last episode wasn't one where they had any idea whether it would be the last episode or not. Yeah, I'm not sure. They, 
they didn't they never let me know that <laughs> i was a guest star in one episode so they did not yeah, call they did, had, did not call me and tell me about the cancellation you know it's a big cliffhanger show like there's a cliffhanger going into every commercial break yes and uh and so they have to have extra big ones at the end of a season you know so uh, I, I bet you it ends on a really really big cliffhanger but we'll find out yes. we'll find out soon let's get back to your questions cool uh, my next question, or I should say first question for you, is a desert island question. Ooh. The good old, the classic desert island. If you were stranded on a desert island, would you rather watch Castaway starring Tom Hanks over and over again or watch World War Z over and over again or drink Poison? <laughs> I'd watch Castaway. I feel like it would make me feel good if yeah, I was stranded. You're, you're on an island and you can watch it. And you can hope that your own yeah. ice skate will, you know, come ashore. Yeah, and you, like Tom Hanks is the person you want to be watching if you're feeling sad and stranded. Yeah, World War Z would be more if you're like, you know, if you just think just a crowd scene would be fun while you're alone on an island. Right. Yeah. No, I think I think I'm, I'm going to go Castaway. What would you guys do? I, initially I, I thought world war z just because it's action but i think you're right it's you, you assume you're gonna have the same ending as hanks plus you're watching tom hanks and you might learn some survival tips so that's all good yeah yeah you could sit and hope that your helen hunt is still waiting at back yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um all right your turn doug all right uh number two Name three things Knives Out co-star Michael Shannon might have in his pocket. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Can be anything. I'm no going to go answer. with uh, sugar-free Trident. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I'm going to go with cigarettes. He smokes? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And No, Doug, um, he's got a pack of cigarettes because uh, <laughs> right. he likes to hand them out to people. <laughs> 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 and uh, maybe something like the complete works of Edgar Allan Poe or something. Oh. <laughs> Just, I guess they wouldn't fit that, in his pocket. Um, oh, that, he has magic pockets. Yes. I think, yeah. Doug was, I think what Doug was fishing for was that he would have scary things in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Poe makes the most sense. Right. Yeah, I, I don't, I, yeah, I'm not good at this game, clearly. Um, yeah, I don't know what he would keep in his pockets. He's a nice dude. <laughs> Well, you knew the cigarettes because he smoked cigarettes. Did you see, did, was he a, a frequent gum chewer? Is that why you said gum? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the third thing could be, ooh, this is fun. This is a fun thing. What? Like, is he like, uh, does he show up knowing every word perfect of uh, his lines that day? Or is he one oh, of the yeah. authors that uh, works it out in front of him? Oh, yeah. He's he's prepared. <laughs> he's one of those old school theater actors, you know? Those people yeah, know the dialogue as well as they know a play. I got to see him in that show, Bug, that year we were in uh, New York, both doing shows. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it was uh, it was scary. Yeah. that He is no joke. I, I can't see... A world where he would show up not knowing his lines it, he's just so serious about the craft you know right but there's people that are serious about it that think that spontaneity is such a big factor you know and uh you know they just sort of 
wing it more, you know, right? That's true. I, you know, I don't know that I'm not positive, but he doesn't strike me as a wing it kind of guy on the lines, <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe he, maybe he'll improvise, but he doesn't I don't think he bigger. even, you know, most character actors, you'll see them in something where they're just chewing up the scenery. Cause you know, for whatever reason they, you know, went a little too nutty. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he, he's one that I, you know, like he doesn't even ever show up in something where I'm like, oh, why would he show up in this? You know, like he's he's uh, seems like very smart and thoughtful. Yeah. And he's incredible in everything. He was very, very sweet to me. Yeah. And also just a, seems like a really nice guy. Like, you know, he's just good at playing scary people. He's yeah. Everybody. Like, yeah. No, he's not scary off offset. Yeah. He's totally normal, kind of quiet. And then, you know, opens his mouth in a scene and you're like, whoa, <laughs> damn. Uh, okay. My next question is, what is the most effed up, pardon my language, what's the most effed up thing that has happened to a character played by you in a, it could be in anything, a movie, a TV show, or a play? Ooh, um, I'm going to say... In Last House on the Left, I got shot in the eye. Oh, yeah, thanks. yeah. So I got I got shot in the eye and killed. And That's pretty like, bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's I still have you know they make a mold of your face. You know they you, yeah. you have a mold of your head, and um, I still have it. Oh my god. Yeah, I filmed the movie in South Africa, and when I got back, the um, special effects person had uh, wrapped it up and, and sent it to me. Oh, in Los wow. Angeles is a gift. And I was like, that is the coolest gift ever. Did you know that was coming or did nope. you open a box and freak out? I opened the box and freaked out. I was so excited. <laughs> it didn't scare you initially. You didn't just see your face. No, Cause I'd box. seen it on set a bunch, you know, cause okay. they were like, you'd <laughs> see right. them like making the different prosthetics for the eye and whatever. Like, yeah. So I, I think we all had, or me and um, all the bad guys had our heads had head molds. It just, it just looked like you got sent a mannequin head basically. Yes, yes. But it's my own face. <laughs> I loved it. It was a great gift. Uh, how did you love uh, the having the, the thing made? Because you're uh, most, you know, everything's covered up except for a couple little holes for you to breathe through, right? I was okay. I didn't know if I'd feel like claustrophobic or whatever. I felt fine. I think I when I did it, I like the people who were, you know, outside my head, like kind of kept talking to me the whole time. So, I think that helps a lot, you know, keeps you totally. grounded. It's From sure panicking. It's to just be like sitting there just, uh, you know. In silence. Well, they don't want you to panic because then they'd have to start over. So it's right. good. They, yeah. they talked to me the whole time too. And it was very comforting. And they just acted like it was like nothing was going on. Yeah, it's kind of like a sensory deprivation tank for your face. Yeah. <laughs> what did you have your, um, would you have a mold made for? For your head. Because uh, I did, I was a bunch of zombies in Return of the Living Dead part two. Oh, Okay. And uh, so they did, they just did a mold of all of our heads. And then that way we could be, they could make a bunch of, uh, you know, rubber appliances of all sorts of different characters for, you know, there was like seven of us were like the zombie A team where like in all the scenes where there's lots of zombies, we'd be the ones in front, you know, with makeup on. I had to make a mold of my mouth once and that, they, they like they fill your mouth with this like putty and you yeah. bite down on these things because they had to make like false teeth for me they wanted me to have like sort of uh crackly old gray teeth yeah. and um 
that was not as fun because it goes right down your throat and you like you're like oh my uh, god like that's that one i had to start over like three times <laughs> how long ish did that take uh it's only in your mouth like uh, maybe two minutes okay. but it's a lot if it's like oh. covering your throat you're like yeah it's, it's, it's nasty weird. i got the teeth done as well and it's mm -hmm. just like you really like all of your your throat is just trying to swallow it like that's all it wants to do and you're not supposed to do that so right it's, it's really weird feeling it's really weird and usually try <laughs> yeah that i started to panic a couple times <laughs> i mean because if you can't breathe you can't like yeah. You got to stop. Can't live. You can't yeah. live if you can't breathe. Exactly. And so you got to stop. <laughs> yeah. That's why like I all that. the craziest thing was I ended up getting fired from that job, <laughs> the, the teeth job. Oh. And they ended up not even using the teeth, which was uh, They didn't it, try to shove your teeth on some other actress. I don't think so. No. <laughs> they, well, they ended up going with uh, someone who was like 65. They went like a whole other. Whoa, oh, man. so she came with her own teeth. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah they just yeah they went the whole a whole other way. Yeah, we don't need we don't need fake teeth, lady over here. We can get the real thing. Yeah. Um, okay, Doug. All right. Uh, back in June, I did an episode of Doug Loves Movies in which Kate McCucci said she was recording from inside your closet. I want to know: is she still there, and is she okay? <laughs> um she is not still there she is okay i was on the phone with her up until the minute i started this podcast so, oh, so she's okay she's, she's good. good yeah we're we're writing a bunch of songs together right now so um, yay she's doing fantastic <laughs> you wrote a bunch of songs for uh something that just came out a kids thing right yeah for waffles and mochi it's um this new netflix kids show that michelle obama stars in whoa yeah it's so cool and jeremy connor who um was the director and a writer for another period, which is a show that I did on Comedy Central. He's the creator, the co-creator of, of this show. And so he hired, you know, we, we written songs for another period. And so Jeremy hired us to write songs for this show as well. And it was cool. Do you don't sing them though? We sing some backup, but it's like, like Sia sings them. You know what I mean? It's like sort of major people. Was wow. Sia like, Hey, good. Did she give you a good job? And, uh, you know, you know we weren't in the studio up. with her, um, when she sang it, we, she, she, you know, she's so busy. She, I think she was saying like, as like part of another session, she was in her studio and just sent us the vocal track. Um, but Jack Black sang a song and we were in the studio with him and that was really fun. Oh, nice. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he's so great. Yeah. Oh um, gosh. So funny. He played like a, um, an egg that just wanted to be cracked and like <laughs> rock and roll. And it was like, the song was like in the tone of like danger zone. And yeah, he's, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, called Crack Me Up. <laughs> he just wants to be out and free and in the world. Wait, and Michelle Obama stars? Did you say she stars in it? She or stars she... in it, yeah. Wow. She's, as a non-singing character. As a non-singing, yeah. But it's her and puppets. It's like a little like Mr. Rogers-y kind of thing, but it's about food. Is she... No way. Like, is she in the... Like, was she in the scene with Jack Black or is that just as, you know, she sort of introduces some things and gets out of there? Yeah, the songs were sort of a separate thing. So she was not in the scene with Jack Black. But um, yeah, that was, I think the, the Jack Black thing is animated, just like an egg and his friends, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I got to watch this show now. Yeah. You know, at the very least, you know, get really high first and watch. It. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really great. It's, it was really exciting to be a part of. And we started probably like two years ago or so. It's, it's a long process. So I'm um, doing animation and puppets and all this stuff and coordinating with, 
you know, the former first lady. Like I know they had, and they traveled around the world. I know it was like a really big production, that is but so it's nice cool. to have it finally come out. Yeah. And, and she doesn't have to sing. She, she her presence sings. Yes. Her, <laughs> her, her being there sings. Right. Yeah. Wow. Did you, so do you met her? No, I didn't get to meet her. Do you meet anybody in this town? <laughs> you just show up and do your thing. And... It's so funny. You just like, yeah, it's like if you're the song, you know, we write the songs at home and then mm -hmm. send them over. So yeah, we don't, we don't get to meet anybody. I mean, the access was already like unlikely with the, those kinds of people. And then adding a pandemic to it is just like, you know, uh, there's a lot of people out there probably collaborating without without ever meeting each other. Totally. And and um, I do know that uh, Mrs. Obama loved our tomato song, which is the first song in the show, which wow. made us sound really happy. Was made us really I happy. Mean, that is like that is the coolest to be like Michelle Obama likes my tomato song. It was cool because <laughs> well, at first we didn't even know if we'd be writing it for the it was when Jeremy was just pitching the show and he said, hey, can you guys write a song for me about a tomato? Just you know, just as a favor. And we were like, sure. And then Mrs. Obama liked the song and we ended up getting hired for the whole show. Wait, so he didn't tell you it was for her? Uh, no, no, he did. He did. Oh. But it was, it was a pitch for her company. Like, I don't, yeah, yeah I, I think everything else. I thought maybe he was like, there. I'll take the pressure off and not say who this is for because <laughs> that seems like that would be an inordinate amount of pressure. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of the opposite because you want it to be great. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you want it to really... You want her to love it. Do you think, can you picture, like, is there a line in the song that you can just picture her smiling or laughing when she hears it? Yeah, well, it's called I'm a Fruit. And it's about this misunderstood tomato. Right. He's not a vegetable and no one will listen to him. And he's like, I'm a fruit. Yeah. <laughs> like a lonely, misunderstood tomato. Oh, you just made our day. I was like, yeah, I was like, I was wondering if that song would be on um, TikTok or something. It's just catchy. <laughs> so where is it? Uh, is it out now, the show? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Wow. Waffles and Mochi, it's called. Right now. And uh, what, you think it's fun for the whole family or is it more for kids? It's more for kids, but uh, as, as far as kids shows go, it's the best one for also adults. Right, right. You know, it's, it is for kids, but it's, you know, if you're going to watch a show with your kids, watch this one. Kind of like Adventure Time. Yes. Like this one's really well done and they just put so much love into it. And it's Mrs. Obama. Yeah. Uh, it's, it all, it's all such a, such a terrific package that I'm going to watch something that's not even meant for me. <laughs> um, and, they, and it's bingeable. They just put the whole season out there. Yep. Right on. I think so. I, I haven't I watched it Netflix on Netflix yet. It. Netflix is the seems to be the rarest of let's let's dribble a show out you know once a yeah. week they've really been sticking to the binge right binge I'm off. guessing it's still out yeah my parents love watching anything I do so they called me after the first episode and we're very oh. excited <laughs> what about your uncle Doug um I didn't hear from him after this but <laughs> yeah you didn't save his number so I no. guess it... <laughs> I don't think this show is for cool uncle Dougs <laughs> Um, all right. My next question for you, Ricky, is your IMDb uh, page on the in the best four, best known for they list, you know, four mm. movies mm -hmm. uh, that you are in. Ooh. Do you know what they are? 
No, but I'm gonna guess Knives Out, uh, Lego Batman, Million Dollar Baby, and is it movies or TV? Just movies. A TV can get in there, but in your oh, case, I think it's, it's movies. all movies. Um, and Last House on the Left? Like if you had a publicist with IMDb Pro, they could jump in there. Right. And did I guess them right? You did pretty good. <laughs> uh, but I, we're not here to embarrass you. Oh. Is it <laughs> Knives Out, definitely, right? Knives Out, definitely. Lego Batman, Last House on the Left, and My Best Friend's Girl. Oh, cool. Well, three out of four, yeah. that's pretty good. And, I, you know, I just don't know. Unless, you know, an artist gets in there and rearranges stuff themselves, I don't know how they, you know, arrive at what is in your... Is it all an algorithm? Like how many things get clicked on or something? Is I it... think it's like supposed to be the like the most popular things, but right. I don't know. It feels like the, they would change more often if that was, you know what I mean? Like, right. like my top four doesn't change that often, but some of the things I was in are, you know, certainly rise and fall in, in popularity. Right. But, what are your top four? Oh, I don't, I don't know them offhand, but like for a while, uh, a documentary about the Portland Comedy Festival was in my top four. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even remember being in that. <laughs> somehow, somehow it's in my top four. Um, but of these four, Ricky, Last yeah. House on the Left, My Best Friend's Girl, Knives Out, and Lego Batman, mm -hmm. uh, if you could replace one, which one would you replace and what would you replace it with in television it is allowed? Oh, um, I think I would do, uh, I would replace Lego Batman because it's just my voice. If I had to pick, I would, I, I would put a movie with my face in there. I think so I would one, put- Which one um, makes the cut? Which one's your favorite? I'm going to go Million Dollar Baby. Right. That Sticky was your initial instinct. Yeah. Um, do you, has that has Million Dollar Baby and your character in it ever caused a man to break up with you? Not yet. Not that I know of. Because you really go to a place in that one. That would be so sad. If you like, <laughs> remember that movie you did 15 years yeah. ago? Yeah. I just, hey, listen, while you're sleeping last night, I watched Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> and I don't really, I don't care for the way you treated her. Oh my gosh. I think I'd be far more likely to get broken up with off of like one of my Garfunkel and Oates songs. Than that movie. Like, I've said enough like bad stuff about dating and like cynical things about men that I feel like that would be much more likely. It'd be really crazy if somebody dumped you or broke up with you because of the tomato song. That would be weird. <laughs> that would be they're like, it's a vegetable. <laughs> You're yeah. a horrible person. Yeah. What? That would be shocking. Well, so here we are again. It's really, you know, speaking of shocking. We're, uh, we're at the end of the show and we still have some questions left over. So we will, we'll be asking our next guest next week, some of your remaining questions, Ricky. Who's your next guest? Um, I, I hate to say it because in this world, uh, oh. in this po crazy podcast world, people cancel and or move all the time. Right. And I don't want to get people too excited. Okay. But it's two weeks from now because also and we have next do week i off. know them i'm curious what they're going to say in my answers well I, you know I, i'll encourage you to tune in and i'm sure he'll say nice things i, I don't think he'll cancel it's but you never know because people you know you get jobs you just you know if you're an actor you just can't know when a job's going to pop up yes. but it's uh, the great oscar nunez 
Oh, nice. Yeah. He's a nice guy. That's so nice. So I nice. And I don't know if you've noticed, but the office is becoming everybody's favorite thing of all time. Yeah. Like it's yeah. becoming bigger now than it, than it ever was. And did you see um, Brian Baumgartner's like killing it on Cameo? <laughs> no, did you see he was the number one Cameo last year? Oh, yeah. I'm sure who wouldn't want. Yeah. I, I read that he made a million dollars in a year on Cameo. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, like, like, no, like, yeah, just like crushing it. A, a buddy of mine one time, my friend Mike said he used him as an example of people that are super famous, but you wouldn't consider super famous, but you freak out more so than if you saw like Tom Hanks or something. Mm-hmm. And he used him as an example as we were walking into a diner in Silver Lake and we ran into him. It was so weird. Whoa. Because <laughs> he's also that kind of like approachable famous where he probably gets approached more. Right. Because yeah, people think that they're, they don't realize that everyone goes up to him and they think that they're like, yeah, and the they only stay ones. lines from the show to him. And it's probably pretty awkward sometimes. Yeah. Like they'll probably quote some of those lines where, you know, that one character thought that he was mentally handicapped. Right. <laughs> she like, was cool. saying good job and stuff to him. Right. <laughs> He's like, awesome. Have a good day. <laughs> that show like really pushed a lot of, uh, you know, weird societal buttons that like they're getting away with now because, because the show is older. Yeah. But there's some shocking stuff in, in some of them, especially David Keckner's uh, Packer character says and yeah. does some of the most horrifying things. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's crazy. Like, they probably would not get away with that now. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Well, who, maybe they wouldn't want to get away with it now, but right. I'm, I'm sure glad that show exists, though, because I, I can just watch almost any episode of it, and it really, uh, it really tickles me. Um, what would you like to plug Ricky Lindholm, we can't um, have you. Well, Waffles and Mochi and Another Period is on um, is on Paramount Plus now. So you can rewatch that, which is also not very PC. A lot of stuff you wouldn't get away with now. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all I got. Well, there's always uh, there's always more to come. And um, I've got some stuff on Paramount Plus. You can watch every episode of the Benson Interruption. And uh, I think my second... Comedy Central presents. What have you got to plug, Doug Mellard? I'm just gonna plug. A, a, I plugged an artist last week. I'm gonna plug another artist this week. If you okay. haven't, because uh, music during the pandemic is very helpful. I'm gonna plug the artist Kishi Bashi. If you've never heard of uh, him, check him out. Check out his stuff. It's incredible. It's so good. He like plays violin and he puts on a live show like you've never seen once we can do that safely check him out nice have you heard of him ricky nope well now you love him what kind of how would you describe his his sound uh it kind of ranges from like folky actually uh i've been to a couple live shows where reggie watch shows up and jumps in uh he does a lot of looping with his violin and stuff like that cool and he goes all over the stage playing piano playing the violin and uh a little bit of everything and uh it's it's really kind of like it has a classical feel to it at times and then heavier times and but even though he's playing the violin he's still stage diving and stuff like that it's it's a wild <laughs> wild time it's so fun awesome and i love anything that reggie watts is in yeah yeah he's he's amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds good um and i've got my rush ticks show is on sale rushticks.com and it's uh, again, the show's going to be on April 20th. 
at 420 Pacific time. And we name every episode of this show, Ricky, after uh, some sort of pun or something involving Mm -hmm. the name Doug. And I was thinking, you know, in honor of you and Kate, that uh, it'd be fun to call this episode Garfunkel and Doug's. <laughs> Is that a pun? I like it. It's not really a pun, but it, you know. <laughs> I like it. Uh, you know, but I think it still has it has a nice ring to it. It's great. I mean, if Kate was on, we could say you know, you know, Doug Doug's and Oats, but that I don't know if that that's Doug uh, Funkel and <laughs> Doug Funkel. Doug Funkel and Oats. <laughs> if she's over uh, there. But thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And we'll talk to you soon, and I'll try to be more clear about which podcast you're coming on. <laughs> I'm sure you were, and I'm sure I didn't read it all the way through. Um, thank I you. guarantee I you like it was my you say yes, no matter what it is, because you, you know, this could have been something really weird. I'm a Doug completist. I want to be on everything you do. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. As always, Garfunkel and Dougs. <laughs> Got it.